And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's In the Green Room. Green is in, but what does that really mean for you? Join the gang for a fun and energetic half-glass, half-full perspective to what and how sustainability is the lifestyle for the future. It can really affect everything you do, from your health, wallet, environment, money, even your morals. So our goal, to help save the planet one show at a time. Now, welcome to The Green Room. Woohoo, woohoo, welcome to The Green Room. I'm Rachel. I'm Kinga. I'm Jam. I'm Todd. Hey. <laughs> and this is Doug. What's and we are going to chatting it up tonight. And we're all saving the planet one, one show, show at a time. time. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Kinga and Chet. Um, we are missing you guys today. Okay, so Me we and Martin. Quita. Quita. Okay, oh, we have to say Quita, that so Chet. Good. I was like, has, that didn't sound right when it came out. <laughs> Wait, can we say that Chet has, this is only the second show since Chet's the show Chet. he's ever missed. <laughs> wow. Why, right? Wow. In fact, there have been, thank you and Rock and Robin, welcome. We love you. <laughs> happy 2019. Rockin', as usual. Can you say hi for one second? Because we yeah, miss you so much. Yeah, happy New Year, guys. We're back. Where is your mic? Back can you finally get live. a mic? Can you walk over yeah. and. There we go. You know, I heard this thing that uh, apparently you've been saying we need another mic in here for about two years now, right? <laughs> mm, well, guess what? You steal mine every show, but here you go. Right back at you. <laughs> love you. Love you so much. <laughs> All right, yeah. so we are, this show tonight is going to be packed full of information and ah! <laughs> and fun and smiles. Fun as and smiles, usual. passion, inspiration. We've got Todd Key in the house. Oh, yeah. And Welcome, Todd. Todd Key, Todd Key. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for having you me. You inspire me. Well, I hear that a lot. You know, I, I've been trying to track you down for years because I saw you many, many times at Starbucks and I'd see you get off that bike mm-hmm. and, you know, without your leg and hop into Starbucks. And I thought, you know what? what it, he's doing that daily. He's doing that all the time. Why am I having an excuse? There's no excuse. You inspire me. Tell us how you got started, Todd. Yeah. Well, that's a good... Introduce uh, yourself, please. Th- that's quite a story. So uh, <laughs> I lost my leg... Uh, when I was 17, I had cancer, uh, so muscle cancer, uh, above the knee, amputation, amputation, chemotherapy, lost all my hair, that grew back. But um, uh, So I had a lot of uh, many years to kind of get it together on the bike, so uh, it took a lot of years to get over the cancer, a lot of setbacks, a lot of uh, trauma, uh, emotional stuff, you know, when you're 17, you expect your life is going to be quite a bit different. Oh, so when you're 17, things are already difficult and for are challenging. Right. You know, there's good and there's the bad and fitting in. Yeah. So was that really tough for you? Well, I, uh, you know, I lost the use of my hand when I was seven um, from a fall out of a tree. So And that led uh, to an infection, correct? That was an infection, lost all the use of my fingers. So I already had that. And then 10 years later, had the cancer. So 17 was a really tough year and probably the next 15 years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you get older, uh, you make a decision in life, um, what you want to do. Do you want to uh, you know, continue to suffer or do you want to be happy? You know, and so it's yeah. a choice. It is a choice. Yeah. And I, as we're talking right now, you just have this gleam in your eye like you have yeah. made that choice. You have won the choice and you just seem like a very happy man. He, th- that's what drew, drew me to him. I'd see him so happy and smiley and and just exuberant and joyous. 
And I'm like, I got to know this guy. And I <laughs> and no, and just I would always be in a group. He was in a group. And I like, when can I interrupt him? And I finally did. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, it's it's led to some amazing things. Uh, once you make that decision, you decide to be happy. Then, uh, you know, the things that most people take for granted and the things that bother people just uh, roll off your back. You know, we live in Arizona, so everyone complains about the heat. I love the heat. You Me ride too. your bike to work. Me too. I ride my bike, yeah. yeah, 360 days a year. So That was my next question. Do you ever let the heat get in your way? Like when it's 115, 120, pushing 120, do you still go out on the bike? I ride at noon uh, when it's 110. So uh, there's a bunch of science about heat training. It uh, used to be altitude training. Now it turns out heat training is better. Yeah. Um, and we just happen to live in Arizona, and uh, prime season for racing season is in the summer. So I do most of my training between 10 and 2 just uh, to utilize the heat as much as possible. Todd, can I tell you? During the peak. Today, for the first time, I did hot yoga with Karen. <laughs> there you go. Right here in studio. Kinga, you're so brave. Uh, she, <laughs> well, you know, and I thought of you because I know you told me that you ride your bike to and from work, even when it's 115 or 17. And I thought, you know, it was just like 100 degrees. I'm like, okay, Todd, I can do this. I can do this. And I have a hurt toe. And I'm like, that's no big deal because of Todd. I, you inspire me. Aww. You inspire me. You are like my inspiration. And you inspire the world now. Well, I, you know, I'm glad I can help you. Um, you are helping me. Uh, it took, uh, you know, like I said, a, a long time, uh, decades to kind of get where I'm at. But I decided, you know, 20 so, so years ago to uh, change the way I look at the world and, you know, things like the heat and things like riding a bike and uh, the things that, you know, people think are difficult. I've decided uh, to not only make them not difficult, to make them fun. So now I get to race. And all- that's the key thing. Everything you do, even mopping a floor, can be fun with the right attitude. Exactly. And, Wait, that, I, and that's I what I have a question I, for you. You exude um, fun. Yeah. You exude do fun. you uh, ride to race or ride for fun or a little bit of both, like depending on what time of year it is? And then um, if you do race. Uh, of course he what races. It, He's an Olympian. It, you're an Olympian? Well, it's a Paralympian. So you're still, still an Olympian. Olympian. That's <laughs> effing <Hello>. amazing. <laughs> so what is it about that competitive uh, feel or that competitive edge that keeps you coming back? Like, Well, um, there's some kind of insanity to it. Um, so uh, you have to be a crazy person to want to ride at like 99.9% um, because, you know, 100% is when you die. So you True. ride right on the edge and you have to, you know, learn to do that for an hour or half an hour, depending on what the race is. Yeah. So very few people have that, like, uh, willingness to hurt themselves that badly so it's kind of a crazy gene but um crazy in a good way it because uh, it can push you to do amazing things well it, it does and it it does i mean i there's a lot of amputees and people you know with disabilities that ride bikes that don't race mm-hmm. um and i do it you, you know, race How, have you won a gold medal i have won uh, a world cup gold medal in spain in really? 2016 wow. Wow. Congrats. Wow, congrats. Still chasing another one? Well, it was uh, really good because Modestly the Spanish chasing. guy was the world champion at the time, and I beat him by eight seconds in his own country. I love it. So there's nothing more good. fun than beating the guy in his <laughs> own country. 
especially the world champion. They really Thank hate you. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Congrats. We well, went all you. give you a big clap. <laughs> that's a little late celebration, but we'll take it. <laughs> so February second or third, you have a race coming up. Uh, selection for world championships in the Netherlands. So okay. yeah, so that's velodrome indoor track racing. So this is uh, winner for us is indoor track racing. So that's what I'm getting ready for. I leave. And just so everybody knows, he's been training and training and training, and he flew back to be on the show, and was unable to take any calls. He made it. I'm like, you don't need to call me. <laughs> well, I'm just so excited you that call- you're going to be on the show. I've been so excited. Like I, well, when I met him, I just from the minute I met him, I'm just like. Oh, you inspire me in such a big way. I'm I'm so. still really curious also about um so how long have you been uh racing competitively? Like what has it always been like that your goal was to race and to win or at first was it just like you just wanted to ride for fun? Yeah. And then at what point did it switch over to I want to push myself and be the best? Well, it's a little complicated, but the, the simple thing is um, I bought a bike because uh, I rode many years ago, and, and I knew I loved it. And I decided uh, recently, um, about 12 years ago, I was getting a little round around the edges <laughs> and uh, bought a bike and ended up riding it to work every day. And This that, is what really inspired me is when he said the damn, thing so that got him started was losing years. weight. In 12 years, you just went from, I'm just going to lose some weight. To, well, you know, because you're I'm, definitely a little crazy. You got I'm, that crazy gene in there. So crazy. I got so the crazy. bike, and the next day I was riding as, you know, as hard as I could to work. <laughs> so I thought you just get on a bike and you just ride as fast as you can until you get off the bike, but that's not really the way. It works. You got to warm up and stuff. But I, I, didn't, I didn't learn that for years. But, um, uh, you know, the craziness came out immediately. But then bicycles are complicated because when you ride with one leg and one arm, uh, bikes are very uncomfortable. So, so you, you have a hook that hooks onto the bike. Well, I have a yeah, I have a couple of special features. So I had to customize the bars so I could ride with my hand that uh, yeah, doesn't function. You're sitting there for so long, you don't want to be in. A- after about a half an hour on a regular bike, discomfort working out, and then also a it gets really kind painful. Yeah. So it took there. about two years to develop the bike to be comfortable Mm -hmm. and then once I figured out how to sit on it comfortably and ride the handlebars were comfortable then uh, you know it's really easy to fall in love with it when you like love to ride so Mm -hmm. I slowly you know fell in love with it well I shouldn't say slowly but um, once it was pain-free then there's a whole new part of it that uh, becomes apparent you uh, as a amputee Whenever you're walking, whenever you're sitting, whenever you're doing anything with a prosthetic on, it's not a comfortable. So your prosthetic it, is not comfortable? Well, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's very comfortable compared to what it used to be like. But you know it's there. You know, you know walking. So is that why you take it off to go in and get your coffee at Starbucks? Uh, I take it off when I ride. So I, I, don't, I ride with one leg. So. I didn't know that. Okay, so you ride because people ask me that and I said, I don't know that answer. So, so you don't ride with the prosthetic? No, because they're not efficient. They're only made for walking. Uh, I also have one made for running, but they're not made for sitting. They're not made for, uh, you know, anything other than actually walking. So they're just designed for one very particular thing. And uh, they get uncomfortable after a few hours of just wearing them because it's kind of like wearing a plastic bag um, in a way, uh, you know, and trying to walk with it. It's, it's very strange. Uh, so whenever, whenever you can 
get rid of it and getting on a bike is one of the ways you put it aside and then you feel like uh, basically free and nor- normal again. Not that, not that yeah. you want to be normal, but you feel like, like you it did. Feels natural. It, your feels, version of feels that natural. Like, feels natural. Yeah. So because I had a leg, I knew what that was like. So yeah. it feels, you know, like you did when you were a kid, you know, you, you, you cast aside the things that, you know, are uncomfortable and, that's why writing is so amazing. And then it just turned out I had that crazy part of <laughs> that my brain that uh, loves to hurt myself and go right. fast. That and, competitive and, edge. Well, then there's the, yeah. So you can love to go fast, but then there's the love to win too. So there's, you know. Whole, so whole so we can address the winning and the competitive edge with Rachel and you when we get back to um, after a song, we've got. Phoebe in the house, and we've got to cut to a song real quick, and then we can come back to this. And, Phoebe. Uh, All right. Oh, yes. I do uh, have another question so we, for you. we'll have you come over. Sorry, Art. Hey, Phoebe. Hey, Phoebe. Well, Welcome. We Sounds exciting. Do you want to stand or sit? Oh, sit. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Stand. This is fun. So I, Phoebe is amazing. She won an award from her peers at the Alice Cooper's uh Christmas pudding um, competition. Can you tell us, introduce yourself Proof and tell us, pudding. thank you. Um, can you introduce yourself and tell us a lot about you and how you're sustainable? And yes, say hello. Um, hi, I'm Phoebe. This is my ukulele, Wichita. I'm a musician, uh, artist, and comic book writer. So, yeah. Oh, louder. Sorry. <laughs> um, you sound like a very creative individual. Oh, so thank I'm excited you. to hear what your fingers are able to produce out of this ukulele because oh. it looks like it's almost a part of you <laughs> oh she's incredible I i'm so excited love her the minute i met her and i love the uke so it'll be fun i like it too without further ado what's your song called oh this is an original and it's called helios Where the bodies lay 
Tell us about the green hair. I love it. It's actually blue, but it faded. But it looks green to me. Okay. I like it. It's green, yeah. Yeah, I I think you're colorblind. That's okay. Oh, my God. That was a beautiful song. You had us all smiling. So tell us how you wrote that, and what what, what is it about? Um, So I was actually doing school, and it was a history thing, and we were learning a little bit about um, Odysseus. And, oh, am I sorry? Sorry, I'm speaking louder. Um. I was learning a little bit about like Odysseus and like his crew and stuff like that. And um, Helios was brought up and I kind of got like curious about this character. So I kind of did a little research about him and he went through a lot of stuff like Odysseus and his crew like ate his cattle and like his son burnt the earth and all like this stuff happened. And I'm like, that's like kind of sad. So like I wrote a song like the son was like telling him, hey, even though like all this bad stuff is going to happen to you. You still got to do your job and you still have to work through it. So that's basically what the song is it. like. The song's like, get off your butt and go do something with it because it's worth it. So, yeah. I love that's, it. I love yeah. it. It's a perfect it's song perfect. for 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Very give cool. us a couple tips of how you are sustainable in your life outside of healing with music. Before oh. we come back to another song, if you don't, if you can't think of it now, you can tell us later. But can you think of something right now? can't think of anything. She, King is the king, queen of putting people on the spot. So, <laughs> so tell us yeah. about your ukulele. Yes. Oh. Damn. Um, Where'd you get that? Oh, it was actually a lovely birthday present from my parents because they're, I had another ukulele that was a little older and like rickety. So they're like, here's a gift because we love you. And so, yeah, it was nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because so a lot it's of a really people nice play the guitar. Too. Yeah. Very few people play the uke, right? Um, actually, it's getting to be a lot more popular. A lot right. more ukulele play- players are coming out, which is really cool, and I, I like that. So yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it has and such a jolly sound. So. Yeah, right, and it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, the wood and everything is just yeah. Yeah, you're proud of it, aren't you? Yeah, it's, Very it's cool. my child. <laughs> I love it. It's I know. Great. What was the award you won from all your peers at the Christmas pudding oh um, competition? The, the Bravo Tipple. Tip or pay awards? Yes. Yeah, so um, I got the most tips during the um, competition, and so I won the chance to go meet Monty Pittman and uh, $300, which was really nice. <laughs> like, yes. Awesome. Yeah, For the win. Fun. Well, congrats. You're Thank a winner you. in our hearts as well. So. Thank you so <laughs> Yes, much. and we're yeah. so excited to hear your next song. So yeah. think of your tips that are eco-friendly. And thank you. Well, even if it's just one you. good one that we've never heard before. That's so right. So, Phoebe, is there, a, is there a website we can find you at? Thank you. Oh, yeah. You I'm, 
I'm mm-hmm. on YouTube under the name Phoebe Marlowe, Facebook under the name Phoebe Marlowe, and now Instagram under the name Phoebe Marlowe. It's also on Can you spell that? I for love your name. As well, um, here, wait. Everybody look at her shirt. with an E, right? M-A-R-L-O-W-E. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, there it is. There I, you go. I drew this myself. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That's fun. Do you have t-shirts for sale? Uh, not at the moment. We're, but you will. Yeah, soon. really soon. Soon. Sometime this year. Coming Next time soon. you come on the show. Yeah. Next month. Right. We'll see. <laughs> next week. Perfect. Yeah. Next Have week. the shirts ready. You're on month. Kinga's show. Yay. That's right. This is next week. <laughs> yes, next week the, the shirts, shirts will be out. Yeah, we We're done. We're yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. You get you got shirts coming like tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Come on, Phoebe. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're rocking and rolling. Well, thank go. you so much. <laughs> thank We're going to get back to uh, Doug and Todd and Jam. Holla. We're going to have another song with you. Thanks, Phoebe. Thank you so much, Phoebe. Thank you so much, Phoebe. So, Doug, you're in the house, and we want to hear about Uh-oh. Project Cure, how you got yeah. started. And Todd, chime in. You're one of the anchors now. We're going to like ask him lots of questions, and we got to tease him. I, so. want a, I want a shirt and a hat like Todd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're dressed pal. to the nines, man. You're looking good. I know. I got, <laughs> your, I, I, I got your glasses, but I don't have your shirt and hat. Well, so. they give me all this stuff to race all over the world, so... Uh, Nice. Ne- next time I get an extra set, I'll share it with you. All right. All right. There you and go. your next ra- that- race is where again? Uh, in L.A. and then uh, World Championships in the Netherlands. That's so cool. Okay, World Championships. One of my other questions um, before we cut to the music was, where is your favorite place in the world to race or to ride either one? Favorite place to race? Uh, well, we've raced all over Italy, so wow, Italy is uh, unbeatable, you know, because the food so cool. and, the, and the people, and it's just unbelievably gorgeous. But uh, you know, South Africa is amazing, Switzerland. So uh, let me give a shout out all over to the, the world. Yeah, yeah, and you got Toyota on your right arm, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I have been all over the world in a Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh and, yeah, yeah. In Great the vehicles. middle of Gobi Desert, right, right. in Africa, right. South America. I mean, yeah, so you picked a good sponsor with that one. <laughs> they give a lot of money to the USOC. They so, should give yes. more. Yeah. Double it, double it, and we'll, we'll sh- <laughs> send a that shout out to those nice. guys, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I need yeah, yeah, them yeah. as a solo sponsor, so too. Todd, exactly. You're like, I'll he, take a Land Cruiser. I mean. So Douglas Jackson is the CEO of Project Cure, and they are... For they, our recurring listeners, we yes. had Project Cure on in the uh, beginning Three weeks of December. Ago, I think. Yeah, well, our time's ago. a little off because we had some non-live shows for the holidays. But um, we had Ruth on a few shows back. Ruth Sanchez, she's his executive director. Ruth's I think. a rock star. She's well, a rock her star. Yeah, she's ED uh, executive director here in Phoenix. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we, if you guys remember our episode with Ruth, we now have Project Cure back. Thank God. We're so excited to have the CEO here himself. Yikes. Um, so Yikes. Just wanted to pick your brain. You See know? how that works out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you might want Ruth back again. Well, Ruth. I'm Come over and say hi. So, Jim, do you want to switch out with her real quick? So we're going to have Ruth um, jump in here. Uh, so tell us how you got started as CEO. I know your dad founded this. So tell my, us. Yeah, my dad started this in 1987. My pop, when I was a little kid, moved to Colorado because he wanted to get rich. And okay. rich in those days was a million dollars. And okay. he moved from Idaho because there was nobody in the entire state of Idaho that had a million dollars. There wasn't even like a million dollars in the whole state of Idaho. So, so he moved to Denver 
That's so and, interesting that that lane moved. I love that. Right. Okay. Well, it was before it was a state. Yeah. It was a territory, right? But and it's a great we had covered ambition. wagons, and I went to school on a horse, whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. food on the campfire, so anyway. you know, whole nine yards. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so my, yes, my dad moved, and mom moved to, to Denver, and my dad got started in the car industry, and he did... Um, Doing what? Selling cars. And, and <laughs> so when I was a little kid, I actually, I remember my brother and I were laying in the back of this Corvette, and my mom and dad were in the front. This was way before car seats and seat belts and all of this stuff that we have now, right? This is back when kids were still men. and You can run around know. the car. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're tough kids, right? So we're laying in the back of this Corvette, and we're looking up through the window and thinking how stupid it is that they put this bar between the left side and the right side. Well, that's a 1963 split window Corvette. I love those Corvettes. Yes. And if those you can find one of these now, right? Alex <laughs> Mussolini Mortgage your yeah. kids. It is, it is the Corvette that you want to have. It's yes. a 63 split. My anyway, daughter's that was, that was best, my, yeah. my my daughter's one of her best friends, Alex Busoletti, has one of those. He oh, inherited yeah. it from yeah. his uncle. For, from his uncle. Hang on to that yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, that was he, the only in year <laughs> in all of the uh, all of the Corvettes that they made a, a split window Corvette was '63 yeah. one. Anyway, so but that was my dad, and so my flaw. my dad and my mom Jim, got started. Jim, I've met your parents, and they are yes, lovely. They like they you. Were, I mean, they were yeah. so nice to me. Do you know your your mom and dad said, "Come up anytime and stay with us." They mean it. They mean it. Well, I will. Okay. They're so, so sweet. Yeah. They're, I like, love them. Bring a party. Of I have all these pictures free. of them with me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She comes. There you go. Uh, oh, notes. <laughs> the next time I get married, they're going to be at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Here we go on. <laughs> so anyway, so the my dad and mom got started out there in Colorado, and my, my dad met some people, and... Um, Jumped into real estate, and that was in the, like, 70s. And he developed most of Winter Park and a little bit of Vail, Colorado. And at the time, he Vail, was Vail, Colorado is beautiful. He was buying Vail Valley right, at Ruth? $125 an acre. Wow. Right now, you can't even wow. buy the dirt. They'll yeah. lease it to you for 99 yeah. years, but you can't even buy it, right? So anyway, that's my pop. And um, and they made a bucket load of money, and then they figured out that you can be rich and not and not happy. So my dad they looked at my happy. Happy's better that's how than they give rich, back. right? And so my dad looked at my mom one day and said, "When were you most happy?" And she said, "When we were kids on the ranch in Idaho, and we were you know saving up quarters and nickels to to go to the why was she happier store. then? Because she knew that she had my dad." Was he too busy they when they together. had too much money? I don't know. I was a kid, right? But there's all this stuff. Stuff. Your that parents gets in the are way. so humble. They're well, so they kind and they're so down to well, earth. Here's the thing, though. If, if the farther you go in life, the more you realize that whatever game you play is also the currency that you have that you deal in, right? So here's the deal if what you want is to take your money and you want to be really, really popular, that goes two ways. Because are those people coming over to your house because they really like you or because they think that that's the cool place to be? Do they like you for you or do they want you for your money? Do they want you because of who you are or because of who else you have at the party? 
And at some point, those things become so confused, you don't know. Mm. And so why do you bother to create this chaos in your life if what you really, really, really want is the people who really care about you for you mm-hmm. and not for all the stuff you have or the people you know or the you know phone calls you can make or whatever? I mean, there's this great saying about the fact that we take time that we don't have to work in jobs that we don't really want to earn money that we don't need to buy things to impress the people that we don't really like. To Are have you no kidding time. me? Right. I mean, and this is how we spend our entire life. It's that's why our show crazy. is about saving the planet one right. show at a time, time. <laughs> zero waste, refusing, reducing, reusing, so recycling. If you, because if, if, if you don't, you don't, need don't all do that, that stuff. Right. If you don't you do don't that with that plastic stuff. cups, why would you do that with the time? Time is the only thing we all got twenty four hours given to us every day. That's all we got. And we don't know the last day that that's going to happen. So why would you spend all of that time and that money and that energy to do things for people that don't really like you anyway? Why? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know who anybody that would do that. Actually. So my folks just, just no, there, I mean, there, I, no, there's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of Within people. Within walking distance from this studio, there's an entire mall full of people buying stuff that they don't need to impress people that they don't like, really? And they're going to go into debt to do this. And it's like, are you kidding me? Why would you do this? Why? It doesn't make any sense. And there's people all you over the so world. You are so right. Well, but but I, I think... I I'm, mean, this is the heart of sustainability, right? What, with what if, you're saying, I feel very blessed because both my kids are taught me about sustainability. Right. And they don't care about impressing people and what they have. And at one point, my daughter said to me, uh, don't buy me any gifts. I just want to go on trips. Don't buy me anything new. I've got enough stuff. Well, bless and you that's for why raising show, your kids right, right? I mean, my, my kids are amazing. it's not about what they have. My show is about... Right. It's about who you have. Right. It's end. about who really you And have. what are you going to do to and take the things enjoy. that you have and to, to give it to the people that don't have that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because why? So then they because, can be exactly. living happy, wonderful lives with their families, too. Right. Todd, do you want to chime into this? This is, I feel like Project Cure is seriously at the heart of exactly what we're talking about. You guys are enabling those people who would be losing their lives, losing their family members, their loved ones, their their breadwinner and their family. Right. And you're giving them a chance at life so they can enjoy it. (laughs) It's so amazing. You're absolutely right. So here's the thing that we know. So statistically, we know that we live at the very, very top of the pyramid, right? So we talk about the 1%. Wait, if, down if, down. If, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? So Living in the United States. So in States. the U.S. I know, right this, now. Some of the listeners don't understand that. I do. Like if you're poor in the United States, you make $40,000 a year if you're poor, right? If you're poor and you live in places in Central Africa, you make 100 bucks a year. Now get your head around that. That's like we drop more money out of our car at the car wash or down the drain or whatever, right? You can find more money than this walking through the parking lot over here at Fashion Square than what most of these people make in an entire year. And out of that, they get to feed themselves, close themselves, put themselves in housing and school and all of these other things, right? A hundred bucks a year. There's no way. 
It in a happens. year? It happens. 1.2 billion with a B, billion people, live on a, less than a buck and a half a day. But in their countries, what does that equate to what? Well, it doesn't matter because here's the thing. If you get sick or you have surgery and you have to go into the surgical theater, right? Your mommy, you have a baby, you're hemorrhaging out. This happens all the time. You need suture to keep you alive, right? Stitch it up. Yes. Right. Okay. Suture still costs you $4 a packet. That's, That's a like week's a week wages. So, yeah. So, Imagine you want to pick for one suture. Choose this. Choose this. Choose whether or not your four kids get to eat for the next week or you get suture. And the fact that they they choose the kids, right? I mean, what a huge 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 choice that is. But mom doesn't make it. And, and here's then, what else we know. That Wait, 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 hold on. So she chooses not to have the suture so she dies? She dies. Oh. And then the kids are almost worse off because they don't and have so, a parent. To remember when Madonna went to, to Malawi and she she yes. did the whole thing with adopting this orphan kid and she's on her way out of the plane, on, on the plane, and she got this kid and dad shows up and he's like, wait a sec, that's my kid. And all of us over here were like, wait a second, I thought that was an orphaned kid. And how does the dad show up at the last minute when Madonna's getting on the plane with this kid and but who was it, Madonna, in your group that needs to be fired because they didn't vet this thing, right? The truth is, is what happens is the dad marries some mom. They have a couple of kids. And if you want to see how this worked in the United States back in the 18th century, or 19th century, 1800s, go to Gettysburg and you can see... Mr. Johnson with Mrs. Johnson number one and baby Johnson. Mrs. Johnson number two, baby Johnson. Mrs. Johnson number three, baby Johnson. All these mommies got lost in childbirth, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is that go over there and do the same thing, right? Malawi, whatever. So dad has mom. Mom gets pregnant. Mom goes to the hospital. Hospital has no suture, no gloves, no doctor, whatever. Mom goes in there to have this baby. She bleeds out. She dies, right? Sad story. Really sad story. Dad now has, and that mom, by the way, is not soulmate. This is soulmate, and she's business partner. So when she doesn't go to work to get the water and the food and, and, the, and the wood and everything, he's off doing his deal to be dad and make his money. They come together at night. He lost his business partner. So she doesn't show up, okay? So now, dad goes out and looks for what? Another business partner. But now he's got two or three little kids. Mm -hmm. Well, that new business partner, call it wife, call it whatever you wanna call it, she's got her own kids, and she wants to have some kids by new dad, right? So the last thing in the world she wants is to have the kids by the old mom. So what do you do? Take them to an orphanage and let them go and start your new family. That's how you survive in that world. So dad now has two or three kids in this orphanage. Madonna shows up from Paris or London or wherever the hell she is, and she says, I'm gonna inter to, 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 to adopt this kid and intervene in the situation and take over this kid and take him back to London. Great, dad shows up and says, you know what, that's my kid. Did he do that only because it was Madonna? Probably, but who cares, right? The right. fact of the matter is we could have intervened in that story 
when mommy is bleeding out and we could have stopped that with a $4 packet of suture. And here's what else we know, mm. that if that mom dies, there's a 75% higher likelihood that that baby's going to die before the baby is five because the baby didn't have a mom. Right? But why, why are we, your Project Cure, aren't we sending the sutures over? We are. That's we're exactly doing that. what we're doing. And so we're you training. are doing that now. And we're, we're going into these, into these, these, but what is that? Birthing what, suites, right? But I know right? we, we talked and today about how if they are expired, which they're still okay. Well, they're talking about not allowing yeah, yeah, yeah. those, but yet they're still okay. That's the problem in the developed world versus Let's the developing world. We are the only country in the entire world that puts an expiration date on blue cheese and beer. Now think about that for a second. Blue cheese is expired for a reason. It's blue because it's rotten. Beer was created by the Trappist monks in Belgium because they knew that if they spoiled this water and they did it with hops and barley, that you could drink it and not get sick, right? Mm. So that's why we created beer. That's why we created blue cheese. There's some really good things in life that come from aging. I'm hoping that works for me, <laughs> like me, right? I want to get old. You're looking good. Yes, You're looking thank good. you, you You're too. Looking hey. You're looking good. Hello. So here's That's the thing. It. Amen to that. <laughs> so here's looks pretty good. Yeah, the whole crew There's looks nobody good. old at this table. And we're looking right, better Todd? tomorrow. Old yeah. is a Let's mindset, that, right? okay? It's a mindset. So anyway, mindset. so here's the thing. So in the United States, we decide that if it's expired, it's bad, right? So think about this. If I came to you and I said, your car expires in three years because the tires are bad, the belts are bad, you can't see past the windshield wipers, oh my God, you gotta have an, a, a, an oil change, really? I mean, all this stuff no. is bad, so train your car. <laughs> we wouldn't have a problem with GM, Ford, Dodge, whatever, right? We, we would still have a very going entity. We do that now with food. Are you kidding me? How many homeless people? How many hungry people are there in America and we're dating things like cheese? Oh my God, cheese is cheese because it's expired milk for God's sake. My grandparents were farmers in Idaho. You know how they tell the expiration day? They would smell the bottle. If it smelled bad and it tasted bad, the milk is, is bad. bad. Don't drink it. But if it's not, it's probably <laughs> fine. It. Wow. It's going to be fine. I call this the death of common sense. We live in this country, the death of common sense. How many big fat TVs did we throw away to try to get the skinny little TVs? We threw a ton of them away. Many. I've got these friends of mine who buy blue jeans in Los Angeles for like 10 cents, right? For a $120 pair of blue jeans. Why? Because the stitching is yellow. Hold on. Is it because it's from Goodwill? No, because these, these haven't even had anybody's butt in these jeans. These are brand new. They went out to whatever, name your favorite store, three letters, five letters, I, I don't care. Name your favorite store. They go out there and nobody buys these jeans, right? But they have yellow stitching. Oh my God, I would never be caught dead in Scottsdale in oh. yellow stitched jeans or LA or Manhattan or San Francisco or whatever, right? So we're gonna throw all these out, we grind them up, we turn them into shop rags, we put a little red dye in them, and we clean up our garage with them. They're blue jeans for God's sake. They don't, since Levi Strauss, they were the sales off the ships 
in San Francisco. I'm glad you mentioned this. You cannot. I'm so sorry, repurposing for you. So, can I I interrupt this because our our premier sponsor is Goodwill, and I'm wearing a dress from Goodwill. And Rachel just bought on. Yeah, this jacket actually too is from Goodwill. And she just bought two pairs of jeans from Goodwill that are in my car. (laughs) I just cleaned up for you, by the way. It's seriously the most fun place to shop because you're giving something that was. Kind of thrown out a second chance at life. It's vintage. It's repurposed. You're reusing. You know, don't shop new anymore, people. If 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 you're out there and you want to get something, you want to get a gift, go to Goodwill because you're saving the planet every day when you shop at a vintage place like Goodwill. And the cool thing is, you're putting some people to work, right? You're not recycling clothes. You're recycling, and I hate to say this, but you're recycling people. There totally. are folks that could have gone to work someplace else. Mm-hmm. And us as a society said, you know what? You got a learning disability, so I'm not going to hire you. Are you kidding me? I love that you're saying that because they take homeless people and they educate them and they right. teach them how to use computers right. and they employ them. And right. they, they have are, a really sophisticated job um, development program. And the they CEO, do. Tim O'Neill, is actually, he started working for the company when he was like 15. Yeah. And Shout he's out still, to Tim. Tim O'Neill, we love he's you. He's amazing. We want you on the show very soon. <coughs> you guys have to meet because you guys could collaborate in a big way. Right. So thank you for mentioning. No, I think they're um, great. That we need they're to awesome. be repurposing, awesome. refuse, reduce, reuse. And Jam <laughs> is going to come to sing a song. He's over yeah. here. So and can we switch you out? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you're into fashion, you're trying to impress. Those people, whether you like them or not, you know, it doesn't dress. matter. This is a vintage dress Part right of here. fashion is impressing yourself because it's just fun to feel good in those clothes. So you can be the only one wearing what you found at Goodwill. It's pretty cool. Oh, pretty cool my gosh. Oh, we got Robin, too. She's got a Goodwill sweater. There we go. Woo. High fashion Shout right there. Shout out to Robin. Oh. Oh. This is a Goodwill face. <laughs> yeah, this face used to look a lot better. Now it's, you know, but yeah, it's good. Equally so, as loved. Oh, yeah. We've All got right. Jam We've and Phoebe got... about to sing a song. We're going to cut to music here. Um, we'll be back to you, Doug Jackson from Project Cure. Thank you for all your good tips. We're so glad you're here. You're a great regular. Oh my gosh, enjoying the show. Here we go, Jam. And so this is this is like one of the first times I've played the guitar since I like messed up my thumb too. So it's an experience for everybody. So all right, here we go. So what are we doing? Where is my mind? And then, and then I'll play a tune with Richard after that, right? All right, we're going to try this. So do you want to sing the, the falsetto part or? <laughs> yeah, do you want to do that part? Can you do it? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Mind, where is my mind? 
boat in the water. Look at it swimming. Talk to me, to me, to me, to me. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Way out in the water, look at it swimming. Yeah. Spontaneous collab. Oh, yeah. Wow, I love <laughs> you it. You guys are so, so talented. Much. What was the name of that yeah, song? It, it was Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. But yo, everybody on Instagram, Woo! be sure to follow Woo! my friend Phoebe Marlowe. Or Phoebe Marlowe. Phoebe Marlowe. And in the green room. Yeah, okay. but give it up for Phoebe, everybody. So Phoebe, oh, yeah. you're oh, yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah. That was okay, so awesome. Yeah. So at the end, we'll have down. another song by Phoebe and another one by Jam. So Actually, I'm going to bring my buddy Richard up to uh, to, to jam on a couple tunes. That's or perfect. one tune, one and, tune. And he's going to talk about the wine, too. Yeah, absolutely. You, Phoebe. <laughs> and Richard, welcome. Let's Richard. hear this. Yeah. Wait, so yeah, what are you guys going to play together? All right. We got six minutes to go, so Richard, you should grab your guitar, bro. Okay. Oh, he's got to talk about the wine. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, was it? Drink up. So Richard Drink a lot of wine. is here Drink a lot in of town. Wine. What is that? And Carlson Show. And he's going to be um, bringing our local sustainable wines to the show. And he's our wine expert. And can you tell us about the wine we're drinking, Richard? Yes, I can. I can tell you all about the wine. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> there we go. There so we go. let's talk about local products, mm. sustainable products. Uh, the wine industry in Arizona has just become so dynamic over the last 20 years. And, uh, you know, these are mostly family-owned small wineries. 
And if, if, if you really take a poll and ask all the different winemakers, what is their winemaking process like? What is their grape growing process like? It's about sustainability. Nice. These are not, you know, huge mass production wines. Uh, what is sustainability in wine? Well, it's very close to what you get when you get um, uh, certified organic, except you don't have to jump through all those hoops and pay all that money. So it's about limited or no use of pesticides, herbicides, et cetera. Uh, you know, so is it organic? No, it's not certified organic, but, but it's, it's kind of sustainable. Organic. Sustainable is the word. It's eco-friendly, but wine. it's not organic. Exactly. It's not so certified. This is Carlson Creek Winery. One of my favorite uh, mm. local wineries. Is that Robert, where, where exactly Carlson? are they located again? They're in Wilcox down okay. in Cochise County. So cool. they've been around since 2008. Okay. Uh, they recently just completed construction on a new winery down in Wilcox. They have a tasting room in the little town of Wilcox. In, the, in, the, in, in the, old town here. In the, and they just have a tasting room a few blocks away from here uh, in old town. Which is uh, the Scottsdale Tasting Room, forty-one, forty-two Richie, North met, Marshall Way. You, you know, you met Robert Carlson. Yeah, yeah Robert Remember Carlson. I volunteer for a lot of charities and yeah. um, for Crisis Nursery. Yeah. And they just—he's the, so the graciously you met him. Yes, they just opened a brand so new donated. wine tasting room up in Cottonwood as well. Yes, right? yes. It's so amazing. I mean, this is a great story. This is a family-owned winery. Cool. Uh, they just keep growing, and they're they're one of the the better wineries. I think. Well, he's we so have. wonderful because I wanted to give him all the documentation. Yeah. To, to donate the wine for this event. Yeah. And, and he said, if you're helping children and this charity is helping children, let me just, we'll deal with that later. And he just came and mm. gave me all these boxes that I could donate to yeah. the crisis nursery. And then he dealt with it later. He just trusted me from the first day I met him. Who's that? Robert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's a great guy. <laughs> and he shipped the bottles to Rachel because Rachel was at university of Arizona running track. And she, Rachel was our liaison. It was like Frank. a three-part traveling yes. for this wine to get it to this event. It was very nice. He so made it happen. Yeah. So he's a gracious, So nice the wine that we're sampling today is, is one, they're probably the most uh, popular. It's called Rule of Three. Uh, this won the big award last year at the, at the Arizona well, Wine Growers Association. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Rule of Three is a blend of three different grapes. The classic... Uh, so-called Rhone varietals from the Rhone mm. Valley to originate in Rhone Valley in France. We've got Syrah, Grenache, Morvedre, the th- three grapes, all three of which just flourish here in Arizona. <laughs> Help yourself. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll pour a little bit more. What? One second. <laughs> oh, he said, I'll pour a little bit more. So, Why don't I? <laughs> I am so thankful and grateful for you in my life because people don't know this, but my friend Richard, his whole life is sustainable. His whole life is eco-friendly. He's all about yoga. He's That's Richard right. right here. He's got his Pilates gonna, shirt on. But yeah. you know, Jamma's yeah. jam is. You know, I, I hand jam. wash my underwear, you know. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I hand wash my underwear. You bought a house that was like repurposed. And you're all about vintage and sustainable. And we just love you. And he's our new wine guru that's going to come on and give us about local produce, wine, Anything that's local. And we have so. such a wealth of local products, whether and mostly ag- agricultural products, food. Even though wine. we're in a desert, it is a very honey and the uh, newest rich desert. The, yeah, the thing that's really One happening that's happened is hot in the food scene here is being is foraging, foraging natural you know products that grow wild and natural in Arizona. And there's a couple of restaurants that are that are doing that. That's and, cool. and then let's with, get them on with that along with time. Arizona wine. I mean, it's it's awesome. And we're going to be doing these dinners and very exclusive people that want to participate in V 
vegan, vegetarian. It won't be all vegan, vegetarian because some people don't want that. And we want to um, raise money for charities and children like Project Cure and uh, Child Help, which will be on on our 22nd. We've got Welcome Dr. Stacey Stevenson. Child Help. And, and um, we've got um, Carol Hebbets and Dr. Stacey Stevenson on the show on the 22nd. Saving got their big 10 event. million children and counting. That's huge. Right? 10 Amazing. million and counting. Wow. And so they'll be on the show on the 22nd. And we are just so thankful and grateful that we have all this these amazing, backing, amazing like heroes around us. Nice. That just want to come on. So yes, truly are heroes. Douglas, do you have any questions for any of us here in studio? Where can I buy this wine, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> right over in Marshall Way at their tasting room. All right. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And Todd, come on. We only have two minutes. We want to hear from you. We have one oh, minute. We Todd. have one minute, but I had one last question for Todd. When you One are minute. maybe feeling low, not your best day, what do you do to keep you back on the bike and back in that competitive mode? That's a great um, question because I always have those days like about once a month. And, you know, you want to like know what is your tip? Well, I'm lucky uh, because when I'm not riding, uh, doing my favorite thing, my second favorite thing is uh, going to local schools and uh, telling them all That's about cool. Paralympics and amputations and cancer and bullying and... Uh, you know, finding a new uh, lease on life. And so I do that uh, whenever I can get into a school and it's tough to get into the schools. So um, this is, uh, you know, another opportunity to reach out to people, to reach out to me because uh, I don't charge for any of this. It's all free. I, I, I love to do assemblies. I do them all over the valley and I'm happy to go anywhere. I just did one in Flagstaff, Tucson. Um, I'm just trying to get into as many schools as I can, and uh, it's tough because schools, uh, you know, there's some restrictions. So, And you know what the craziest thing is? The schools ought to be the easiest place for you to get into Yeah. because we live in the top of the pyramid, right? Right. There's 1.2 billion people in the world that make less than a buck a day. I mean, how lucky are we to get to do the stuff that we get to do? Thanks for being here. We are incredibly lucky. We are so lucky. And uh, Douglas Jackson will be uh, on another show. And so will Richard Betts. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We are saving the planet. We're saving the planet. One show at a time. Thank you for listening to In the Green Room. Join us here live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. or anytime on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.